Welcome, sports fans, to the Shoot Your Thought podcast with your hosts, Josh Sanger and Neil Rampersod. Hello and welcome back to the Shoot Your Thought podcast. Uh, it's been a little bit, but we are here. Neil, did I just see you dancing before? When the when the song was Str- stretching, but it could be taken as a dance. Move, stretching, but, yeah. dancing. I don't know. It's a, this. Every time I hear our intro, it just gets me pumped. Makes me makes me feel like I'm I'm ready to go. I'm ready to. Um, I I may or may not have worked out to our intro before. Should a remix. Just, should remix our intro. We day. should. We should get some like Toronto artists to step on there and give us uh, give us some of their sure. know, verses. Tory Lanez has time. Oh yeah. yeah. He's got a lot of time yeah. on his hands right He's got now. time to help us out with a remix on this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what's new with you, Neil? I know it's been a little bit, but uh, yeah, what's new? Uh, just been, been living the life, pup? man. Just, uh, the puppy got spayed, wow. which is um, quite the process. If you've ever had a puppy and had to... I thought you were about to uh, say, if you've ever been spayed before. <laughs> you've ever been spayed. Spayed or neutered, it's a, it's a process. Quite yeah. the process, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, yeah, she had to wear a cone for ten to fourteen days. She still has a cone on her head, so mm-hmm. a lot more um, attention is needed when you when you have a puppy that's six to eight months old. So can she can she eat okay? Like does she? Yeah, can she still, reach the bowl? Still um, not without like the cone cone kind of fluttering everything. around yeah. and hitting everything. But yeah, she's she's able to to do everything as normal. She just can't be as energetic and and active as as dogs normally are so yeah. that's probably the hardest part about it oh just wait till she gets that cone off she'll be back to normal oh yeah she's gonna be a literally she's gonna run around the entire t- toronto like yeah. the entire city the of entire toronto, toronto. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um With all this all this energy to expend mm-hmm. yeah bring her back to those dog parks for how sure. about you man what have you been up to uh last week visited the fam for the week uh we went to this uh my brother and sister took us to this place in london ontario called Mm. the factory um it's canada's largest indoor adventure park is what it's called it's literally this old warehouse that that could have went any which direction after being called the the factory factory. (laughs) yeah it's canada's largest blank yeah i wanted to keep you guys on the on your toes here but um, no, you walk in and they have like this uh, this high ropes course. They have a trampoline park. They have escape rooms. They have um, a mini putt. Uh, they and they have these uh, like simulator rooms where you go in. And this is what this is what we booked when we went there. Um, you know how do you, you see those like those guys practicing their golf swing and they'll have like the yeah. big projector in front of them and they, yeah, simulator. Yeah, and so we did that, but it's. Uh, it's pretty much any sport that they offer there and they have all the equipment off to the side so we did um soccer golf wow we did uh what else did we do we did baseball on the simulator on the simulator yeah we did hockey um we played soccer as well um and yeah it was like we did bowling too where you literally just roll your bowling ball into the screen <laughs> and then it just continues on for you wow yeah it's pretty cool uh, we also did bocce ball. Is there um, like a, a pass that you can get at the factory where you can get everything included? Like a season's pass? I'm sure they offer that. Can you, Is it big enough to, to do everything in one day or is it a multiple day thing? It's. I think it's a multiple day thing. Yeah. They, they have so much here. Um, they also have like a full restaurant, a couple bars. Like it's huge. They bubble soccer? 
Um, I don't know, actually. Have you ever done bubble soccer before? I have had an opportunity to do bubble soccer with my old work. We did a work party where we played bubble soccer, and yeah. I couldn't make it because I was sick. I was so mad because it looks so much fun, and I've that's literally on my bucket it's list. It's so dangerous. Like, so I've I've done. If 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 anyone listening out there has no idea what I'm talking about, um, bubble soccer is where they literally put you in a bubble, um, a large large human sized bubble, um, with handles inside the bubble. So you're actually holding on. You're able to breathe properly. Um, that all that that would be my concern. Is that like what's the, what's the breathing situation? There's a. A hollow opening in the middle yeah. with with access to, to air so right. um the only thing exposed is your feet so you're you're literally walking around with this bubble <laughs> just kind of above your knees yeah. and you're playing soccer um the game of soccer i i feel at least when i did it is only in effect for maybe 30 seconds yeah 100%. so you try to kick a ball for 30 seconds the ball goes somewhere you have no idea where the ball is because you can't see properly out of this bubble all you're trying to do is hit the living daylight out of Knock anyone near you anyone around you yeah i ended up playing i like i'm not a big guy i wouldn't call myself large i'm, I'm 5'10, 180 like i i can handle myself but mm-hmm. played against like a bigger, heavier set person who's close to 300 pounds. And I had a running start into this person. He had a running start into me. And who do you think won this battle? It's uh, you're, It sounds like you won the battle. I went airborne. You went airborne. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyways, it's, it's a very dangerous sport, but a hell of a lot of fun. It's very dangerous for sure. Highly recommend trying it at least once. So. I've never heard of anyone like actually getting super injured from that. Though. I'm sure you could. Uh, it's like, sprained ankles are probably the most uh serious thing that could happen to you i yeah. mean you could really injure your legs or your, your legs are fully exposed you're protected you by the bubble above your legs so it's yeah. your legs that would get injured yeah fair yeah that's that's literally what i would do i would take out so much frustration i would just go around knocking it's so people much into fun. the air yeah that's that's no it's literally on my bucket list so that's awesome uh, should we get into some sports stuff? I don't know how we just started talking about bubble sports, but it's sports, yeah, it's sports related. Uh, but the NHL trade deadline. Um, this has been one of the t- deadlines where moves are kind of happening before the deadline. I don't yeah. know what moves are left, like what players, what free agents are on the table. I don't still. recall uh, a trade deadline g- coming leading up to the trade deadline like this you know what's going to end up happening is the trade deadline all these networks are going to have trade deadline shows and then nothing's going to happen and what are they going to report because there's been so many trades the leafs alone have made at least five trades yeah leading up to the deadline leafs have brought in an entirely new team i i think it's more more so for depth purposes they've only removed yeah. two bodies off their current roster which is sandy sandy and ball not huge losses. Sandine was a sixth defender. He yeah. was in the press box more often than not. Engvall, trash. Like he's. Did you see the the video of um, them taking Sandine off of practice? Yeah, where he left the he ice. Was traded. And yeah, they literally pulled him mid practice, and he walked off with his agent. I think. Yeah, and I mean that's that's what happens when you get traded. You get told anywhere you are. Yeah. You get told in the moment. I remember Matt um, Duchesne got pulled out of like a game before because he was traded. Yeah, it happens. I mean, that's the nature of the business, right? I mean, this time of the year, you're seeing 
guys sit out in speculate. Like Patrick Kane sat out a few games before he got traded. Patrick Kane got traded as well, which is ridiculous. Like a lot of a lot of superstar players got traded at this deadline. Jonathan Quick got mm-hmm. traded. Um, didn't he? I think he played his entire career with the Kings, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Won them two Stanley Cups. Yeah. And then they trade his ass. I and think he's, that's he's to on me the that's, end of his career though. He's, speaking of Jonathan Quick, I think that's low of the LA Kings to do it like that. To not even tell him before. After all he's given to that franchise. Yeah. Rob Blake, the GM, he's been traded by the Kings before. So the the franchise as a whole has no respect to their players, in my opinion. And for someone who not only won you two Stanley Cups, but also won the Conn Smythe. Yeah. Like, he is your MVP. He's been with your franchise. He's so more, he's long. the closest thing to your captain that you've had mm-hmm. for so long, right? Yeah. I know Kopitar's been the captain, but, like, I don't know. He's your heart and soul, and then you do him like that? I, if I was Jonathan Quick, I'd be pissed, man. That's the business, though. Yeah. That's the, like, just think back to, like, the Raptors and DeMar DeRozan. Like, that's... Like, All right, it's not the same. I mean, DeMar DeRozan was not finals MVP twice for us and win us two championships. But think about what he did for the Raptors. Like, he, he along with Vince Carter, like, put us on the map. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say it's the same with those two players. <clears throat> I think it'd be like trading, I don't know. I guess you can say that with loyalty, but, like, the mm-hmm. fan base loved DeRozan. Mm-hmm, exactly. LA and Quick were... Hand in hand, right? Um, Think about this. What if New York, the Rangers, during Henrik Lundqvist, when he was there, you even though he didn't win the many Stanley Cups, what if they just traded his ass without telling him? I feel like Lundqvist is more well-liked than John Or Martin Broder. What if he just got traded at the end of his career? He did. They told him about it, and he yeah. asked for it, but... He went to St. Louis. I remember he played yeah. the last season in St. Yeah. Louis, which was the weirdest thing ever. But Well, you think that's weird? Look <laughs> at Jonathan Quick in Columbus. It's going to be even weirder. Look at Patrick Kane and the New York Rangers. Well, Patrick Kane wants, wanted – he's from Buffalo. He wanted to go to the Rangers. Um, he had a, a very strict no-trade clause, and New York is one of the – that's why the, the return for Jonathan Kane was so – Jonathan Kane? Patrick Kane was so – was so – like it, w- it wasn't that much, right? Yeah. They gave up a second rounder and I think a fourth. But in that respect, I, what are the Chicago Blackhawks doing? Like they've been trying to move Kane for so long, and yeah. they were like, the only thing we're gonna give up for him is like a future prospect, draft picks, yada yada. Yeah, and then nothing happened because they, they couldn't. For, Their like, hands were tied. If you're the Blackhawks, anytime a player has a no trade clause, you have to go through the player. You literally have to have the player accept the trade yeah. or accept the destination for the trade to go through, right? Like, you're at the player's mercy. And that's the scenario that Patrick Kane, not Jonathan Kane, that's the scenario that Pat, Patrick Kane held over the Blackhawks, right? That's the, the cloud that they held. He literally held every chip in his hand when it came to that trade. Yeah. Right? And, like... If you're the Rangers, you don't have that much to give up after you you literally just traded for Tarasenko. Mm-hmm. You, I mean, the ball's in your court. You can offer whatever you want because that's the destination that Patrick Kane wanted to go to. Are the Rangers a contender now? Did you see what the Bruins just did today, this morning? 
They got who did they get? It was it came out that Taylor Hall was put on long term IR, uh, which is a smart move because even if he's not injured for the year, he can still be eligible to come back for the playoffs. Which is stupid because the salary cap doesn't affect the playoffs. No, they took the money that Taylor Hall was due for the rest of the year, and they made a deal this morning for Tyler Bertuzzi. Yep, that's the player they got. The Boston Bruins are ridiculously stacked. But they, they're stacked with the <clears throat> most hated players in the league. They just uh, signed Pasternak to it. was an eight-year deal. Yeah. <clears throat> Which is... 11 and a half mil a year. They're stacked. Linus Allmark is playing at a Vezina level. You just scored the other night. He's He's got more goals than a lot of players in the NHL does. Yeah. He played for Buffalo for many, many years. And now he's... nothing. Bo- he now he's terrible. taken off. Yeah. That, I mean, going into the year, we're like, okay, like Swayman might be the starter. Like he might be stepping into number one role. Linus Allmark's the backup. He's a nobody. He's a somebody this year. He's, the Bruins look scary. They won against <clears throat> Calgary where they were outshot like 57 to 14 or 57 to 18. And they won in overtime four to three. That's how scary good they are. They can have an awful game and still win. They have the. They're going to be the first team that clinched the playoffs. Obviously, um, the Leafs I think are second right now in that division, and Tampa is third. Which, <clears throat> because of the stupid NHL playoff rules, Tampa is going to face Toronto again. Boston's going to blow through whatever wild card they go up against. Yeah, and yeah, the Leafs have to try and overcome Tampa once again in the first round. I mean, the Leafs are making the right moves, right? They're Boston is all in. I mean, Boston, like, there's no doubt about it. After the trade with Washington, now the trade with Detroit, like, Boston's all in. Tampa Bay is making moves as well. They just mortgaged a lot of their future for Tyler Tanner Giano yeah. from Nashville. Rangers are going all in. Carolina just made a couple deals. Mm-hmm. The Jack, Leafs, Jack Hughes, and the Devils right now. The Devils, Holy man, shit. like acquiring Timo Meyer. Yeah. So who do you think? Um, speaking of the Leafs, everyone like the the talk around that team is that they're all in for this year. Dude, there's like six teams out of the East that are all in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> six. I've never seen a, a build up to playoffs like this year. Like every team, <clears throat> yeah. every team that's tanking is tanking for Connor Bedard. Mm-hmm. Every team that's going for There's it such a difference is like yeah the teams that are going the for parody it. level of this league is ridiculous right now and like there's teams that are superstar teams it's almost like the NBA that we're stacking up on big threes remember the big three saga yeah like every team needed a big three to to compete or be a contender now every team in the NHL needs a big twelve to fucking go <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, seriously. Uh, but the Leafs, who's the? What's the best trade that they've made? What's the best acquisition that they've made? Yeah, I like. I really like the trade for Luke Shen, mm-hmm. um, because that was that was a GM savvy move where they traded Luke Shen for a third round pick, uh, trade for Luke Luke Shen for a third round pick, and then dealt Pierre Engvall, who wasn't any asset to the yeah. team, to the Islanders for a third round pick. So essentially, they traded Engvall for Luke Shen 
And Luke Shen immediately is one of their like stay-at-home defenders, and he brings a level of like physical play to the team that we didn't have. Like none of those players are physical. Mm-hmm. Luke Shen will bring that to the team, which is great. Bring it back to the team. Bring it back to the team. Because yeah. he's a former Leaf himself. Do you own him in fantasy? No, I had him originally, but I traded him um, earlier on in the season for Rantanen, oh, I think. Oh, interesting. Yeah, but the trade deadline is, is passed in our oh, hockey league. Oh, interesting. So you can't do that one anymore. Um, I, like the, I like the acquisition of Ryan O'Reilly. I do. Yeah. Um, not a huge fan of him as a person, but... He uh, did I tell you he came into the restaurant uh, the day after he scored that hat trick? Did he? He came into the restaurant with Noel Achari actually, who's another player we picked up, and they sat at the bar and I I watched them the whole time. I think they came in thinking that like people were gonna come up to them and recognize them. No one did. <laughs> no one came up to them. <laughs> in the time that I was watching them, and they stayed there for probably two and a half hours. I didn't see anyone. Go did up you to go them. up to them? No, I didn't. You didn't shake their hand or anything. Give them your contact. Be like, hey, if you need anything, here's my uh, here's my card. They've come in. They Ryan O'Reilly comes in quite a lot, so I'll catch him next time he's in. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that uh, that happened. Um, what about those Blue Jays? What do they eat and drink? Like what? Like oh, what? I want to know about. I want to know about Ryan <laughs> O'Reilly. Like who is this new Leafs player? I know he's originally from Toronto. Yeah, they so were he knows drinking. Toronto well. They're drinking, so they I need drinking. to know like what. What is Ryan O'Reilly like from a fan's perspective? They had some appetizers. Yeah. And he kept, he honestly kept looking so he's at them. he's an appies guy. He's an appies guy. He's like, hey, let's get some appies. Yeah. With his <laughs> missing tooth in his in his front. Uh, but yeah, no, he, they were getting some appies. They were drinking. I was going to bring them over. You work at a pizza joint. So that specializes in pizzas. Okay, it's Did, not a pizza joint. <laughs> they're known for their pizzas. Yeah. Okay. Um. Did they order pizza? Like, what kind of pizza does I didn't see Ryan them order O'Reilly pizza. eat? Okay. Also, we're talking about food way too much, and I haven't had breakfast yet, so <laughs> I'm struggling a little bit here. Uh, should we move on to the Blue Jays, though? You need to tell me what they drink. Oh, my God. I need to know. I need to know. <laughs> I don't Ryan know O'Reilly. specifically what they drink. drink. All right. Well, it looked like they were drinking, like, mixed drinks. They, okay. Like they were, they're mixed drinks, people. It's cocktail guy. Okay. Yeah. Let's move on. Okay. Uh, <laughs> you want to talk about the Blue Jays? Uh, briefly, I just want to, uh, spring training has started. Mm-hmm. Baseball is going through, um, a new feature this year where they have the pitch clock. That's what I wanted to talk about. Yeah. Um, maybe I'll let you take it away. Well, games have been, I, I know of one game specifically that has been lost by the pitching clock and it was, I think the bases were loaded in the ninth. And the pitch clock extended past the 16 minute or 16 minutes, 16 mm-hmm. seconds, or 15 seconds. Uh, it went to 16 seconds, and then the batter took the base, and the other guy on third came around to score, and that's how the game ended. Yeah. So the game ended on the pitch clock violation. And I'm wondering if we're going to see that throughout the regular season. You will. No, I know the pitch clock, but like... Yeah. You're going to see it in the regular season. You're going to see it in the playoffs to decide a series. You're yeah. going to see it really affect the season. And like, for good reason. Obviously, this is the beta mode. Like, they, they did this in the minor leagues last year. Mm-hmm. And they wouldn't have put it in or implemented this to the regular MLB if it didn't work for good reason, right? Yeah. The entire idea, the stats, I actually ran the analytics on this, is like, ever since... <clears throat> 
the early um, 1990s, I'd say, uh, the time, the length of game has only steadily increased yeah. year over year over year. Um, it went from like two and a half hours to three hours and 20 minutes within that span. The idea of this is to speed up the game because everyone and their fucking grandparents know that like this is a slow ass sport. The slowest of sports. Like you're going to go, it's going to be a, a slow burn of a game. You're going to sit there. You're, you're going to get, you're going to get absolutely shit faced hammered. Drinking for three and a half, four hours. Yeah. And because there's not, there's not really much going on in the games, right? Like there's, yeah, there's like, if you're sitting there for three and a half hours and the game ends up as a, a two to one game, no offense, pitching, um, a lot of pitchers taking their sweet ass time to pitch. Mm-hmm. You're, you're going to probably never want to go to a baseball game again. But if you go to a game and it's like pitch after pitch, after pitch, after pitch, and the game ends in two and a half hours, similar to the way baseball or sorry, the way hockey and basketball does, it's probably going to be a little bit more exciting. Yeah. Right. So that's, that's the entire goal of it. So I get it. There's going to be a lot of kinks to work out in the first year. As anything, as any new rule is implemented, yeah. yeah. So I'm I'm interested to see, see how this goes. I like hearing. Well, it's interesting hearing this stat about like how much the games have increased in length for it since the '90s, and the way to combat that is a pitch clock, and that's the, exactly what the MLB is doing. Yeah. So I'm commending them for sure. I'm interested to see how this affects the playoffs, though. I mean, that's what it boils down to, right? It's like. Okay, you're in your first year. There are going to be kinks ironing out. We're going to get this right eventually. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's see how it goes. Well, teams are going to have to adapt to it. I know some players are coming out and complaining about it, but teams are just going to have to adapt to it. And that's like, it's a new rule, and the game is changing all the time. Players have to change with it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. How do you feel about the Blue Jays this year? I like what they've done this offseason. It's not um, a popular opinion by <laughs> all Blue Jays fans. Uh, but the addition of uh, Varsho from Arizona, I think he's he's a left-handed power bat. Um, he's one of the best defensive outfielders in the league, uh, and he's mad young. I remember he was a top prospect just two years ago. Um, so, yeah, we gave up Lourdes Goriel. Yeah, that one kind of stung. But We gave up Moreno. Um, that, I think Moreno was a big name in that trade. Um, we were trying to get Lourdes off the team because he's a one-dimensional player. Yeah. It's awful defensive, defensively. Um, I think this team's going to make some noise this year, man. They they shored up the bullpen a bit. That was their big, biggest Achilles heel last year. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. We'll see what we get out of them this they year. They went out and got Kiermaier, too. Yeah, I, I don't know if Kiermaier is going to be an everyday player, though. I like the depth that this team has, though, I got to say. They've got a lot of young players coming up. My big player that I'm watching for, especially in the early season is Nate Pearson and the health you think of he's going to make a splash this year? If Yo, you say the, healthy, the guy is still touching a hundred on the radar gun. Yeah. He's still got the arm he's got that and arm. he's been, uh, I don't know. He's been a, a stud in the system for a long time, but I think he's been battling injury. I think he's going to go off this year. I don't know. We said that last year. If though. he can stay healthy, he's going to be, he could potentially take, take over the closer role or, be a long guy out of the bullpen, yeah. or even be a starter. I don't know. I would love for him to 
I mean, he was working in the bullpen for the longest time. I'm, call, would, I'm calling it now. I think he's going to be our future closer. Over Just Romano? Com- yeah, over Romano. Over the hometown boy? I My prediction is Romano has... They both start out strong. Romano is the automatic closer that he has been the last couple of years. Nate Pearson just goes ballistic, lights out, comes in, shuts everyone down, has the best control we've ever seen out of him. A slight injury happens to Romano. He has like arm discomfort or something. Mm-hmm. Pull muscle. He's out for th- three to four weeks. Nate Pearson becomes the full-time closer. And doesn't relinquish. So predicting this. Doesn't relinquish the, the closer role. That's my prediction this year. I can see that happening. I really the fact that the Jays haven't given up on Nate Pearson means means that they have a plan for him. Means that they they know what they're doing. Um, they're trusting you know his health mm-hmm. and they're trusting his skill. So I think that. Yeah, it could very much happen that Nate Pearson becomes our closer. I mean, that's a wild prediction for me saying the Blue Jays closer is going to get injured and Nate Pearson, player that hasn't played more than a month straight. Yeah. I think Nate Pearson wants to be a, a starter, though. I don't think he wants to be a perennial closer. Yeah. He wants. He's came into this league wanting to be a starter. Yeah, but I think the arm uh, fatigue, he hasn't pitched more than X amount of innings in a single year ever. So I mean, there's only yeah. I mean, I would I want to be a fucking MLB pitcher, a yeah. starting pitcher, but I'm not gonna do that because I've never pitched before, and I don't know how to fair. throw a curveball. Do That's you know fair. how to throw a curveball? I can I can do it on Wii. I can throw a changeup. <laughs> I can throw a mean changeup. Yeah, I can uh, give me yeah, give me a Wii controller and I can do it. There. Wii? Yeah. Do they still make Wiis now? No, but I have one. Microsoft Wii, Nintendo Wii, Microsoft. <laughs> Windows Wii? <laughs> what is Wii? Uh, Nintendo Wii. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, it's, they still uh, make those? No, they, no I have mine from like maybe 15 years ago. But it still works. I still play it. I still play Mario Kart in it sometimes. Yeah. Still good. Um, do we want to... I really don't want to talk about this. Let's just get it over with. Jake Paul, um, Tommy Fury happened this weekend. Did you watch the fight no because i watched it okay um and it wasn't all terrible i mean the the theatrics during it was terrible but i mean the boxing match itself it went the distance yeah um it was a technical victory um split decision split right? decision uh tommy fury won uh leaving jake paul with his first loss ever he's now six and one as a boxer mm-hmm. um humbling experience for him he is going to continue to box but all jokes aside i i lifted i listed here as something that we should talk about because i think what they're doing what jake paul at least is doing for the sport of boxing is is great and the boxing world needs to take notice right like this is how you promote a boxing fight this is how you get your boxers and athletes paid this is what you do this is how you draw viewership this is literally um, a demonstration by a YouTuber saying, hey, you, you want to know why boxing world sucks and why no one watches your fucking pay-per-views? It's because you don't know marketing. Yeah. What social media has done and showed us over the last 10 years is this shit matters. Social media and exposure matters, right? No one, yeah. name five boxers. I can't. Because no one fucking knows who they are, right? Yeah, that's fair. 
So one thing I, I, I hate Jake Paul. I hate mm-hmm. Tommy Fury. I hate the sport of boxing. But I think what they're doing for the sport of boxing is positive, and I think there is something to take away there. That's my rant. No, that's a very good yeah. point. It's very well said. I think they they know what they're doing, and the with the ever changing world in in promotion and social media, I think um, the world of boxing has not been changing with it. I think the world of boxing is stuck in the past. The sport itself um, mm. is still clinging on to those people that grew up watching, like Sugar Ray Leonard, like yeah. Mike Tyson. Mayweather. Mayweather. Yeah. Like it's clinging on to that fan base and it's not like trying to expand at all. And I think Jake Paul, as much as we hate him, Jake Paul, Logan Paul coming in have shown them how to adapt to a wider audience. Yeah. The other uh, Paul brother, he is literally a WWE superstar. Like he is. Yeah, he is. He's competing in Royal Rumbles. He So he, they know theatrics, right? And that's, what they do i mean these guys grew up as like pretty good wrestlers like in their heyday yeah so i mean i don't know we'll see what happens they're doing well and that's apparently there's gonna be a rematch between these two so i mean i'm sure there's gonna be a lot to build up there these guys are even talking about like stipulations of like hey i'm gonna change my last name to your mom's maiden name or something like that um hey i'm gonna bet my entire fucking purse um from this match on this match like again this is like these are uh ploys and like tactics that they're using for you to watch the fight because they have so much riding on it Mm -hmm. right i'm not saying i could come up with something better i'm just saying this is like what they're going for this is their tactic can we stop giving them credit now and move on yeah okay thank god uh the raptors let's talk to raptors a little bit uh, the Raptors are moving up in the standings. Jakob Pertl. Jakob Pertl effect is back. Uh, Yak and Skills um, are back on the floor together. I think they're back to 500 now, aren't they? I think so. I think they're in seventh. No, sorry. They're in ninth. Yeah. They're, they're ninth in the plan now. still. Yeah. But the, it's looking promising for them. They look good. Uh, they're winning games, even though Van Vliet is not playing like Van Vliet. Uh, OG is not necessarily playing like OG. Um, and maybe that's because he doesn't have to anymore because Jakob Pertl's there. Um, so they have that like dominant center. They have uh, Pascal Siakam playing the power forward. Um, they don't need OG to be the same kind of player he was at the start of the season. No. Um, 3 and D is what we need from OG. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but they're they're finding their their uh, cohesiveness and it looks good on the floor and they're they're winning games so still getting blown out they're they're beating teams that you should beat yeah they're beating sub five hundred teams but when you're playing against a team that's actually decent like Cleveland for instance you're getting blown out that's why I don't have any faith in the Raptors this year I don't think that they're capable of making a run in the playoffs yeah you can make the playoffs but. There was like a record that came up. I saw it the other day where the Raptors are like eight and 26 against plus 500 teams. And they're like 22 and nine. Against I the other still teams, I think guess. that Nick Nurse can outcoach any other coach in a seven game series. I mean, that remains to be seen, but I just don't, I don't think this team has enough shooters on it. They just signed a player and released. Wancho Hernan Gomez, mm-hmm. Will Barton, they signed Barton. because they needed more shooting, more shooters, more guards, um, more players who can take threes. They're one of the worst th- 
three-point teams in the league yeah. for this reason, right? They're, they're still shooting them, though. Which Siakam is should not be shooting threes. No. But the fact is, like, they're, they haven't lost that confidence. Like, they're still yeah. shooting the threes. They're not necessarily dropping for them, but they're shooting them. Are you sad to see the uh, hustle star get released? I mean, he didn't really have that big of an impact on the team, so I'm okay with it. I don't know. Kind of stings a little, but we'll move on. Yeah, I mean, like, he, next time he, whatever team he ends up on. um, Hey, he's going to be in hustle, too, for sure. 100%. But they'll, they'll, there is a hustle too. I don't know. They'll uh, when they that team, whatever that team is, comes back to Toronto. We'll have like a little, uh, probably like a twenty second video for him. Should we have a moment of silence for Wancho? Okay, that was good. That's good. That enough. was good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> moment of silence. Um, how are you feeling with your NFL withdrawal? You know? uh, it pains. Um, I think. First... To, I think you know it. It's nice that we're talking about it because not enough. People talk about um, their fantasy football withdrawal, um, even though it's only been like three weeks, four weeks. Yeah. It's nice that we have like hockey and basketball still. It's not the same though. It's not the same. It's not the same. Um, you're telling me you have the same love for fantasy hockey and basketball that you do for fantasy football? Fantasy football um, has broken me in the past because you literally yeah. only have one shot per week to get it right yeah i mean it's it's nice because you have thursday night games you have sunday night games but i'm saying every player has one shot that week yeah to be good and it, whereas like in basketball or hockey you could have a bad night with a player and not want to rip your hair out because be like okay they're playing a back-to-back they'll play tomorrow and do better yeah for five months of the year we have football for the other seven months, I don't know who I am. And that's how I feel on the inside. Just a broken person, you know. And um, everyone that's listening to this and that watches and loves the NFL knows exactly what I'm talking about. It's like air just smells better with football, you know. The grass is greener with football. Mm-hmm. Speaking of green, I can't leave this podcast without talking about the fact that your Christmas tree is still up. Oh, my God. <laughs> and it is March 2nd. We are officially in March. And Yo, you literally, like, we oh, had this man. conversation. You oh. literally had your Christmas tree up for five months. Yeah. As long as the NFL season As long is. as the NFL season, I have had my Christmas tree up. Um, you know what? Isn't I, that insane to think about in the comparison? It's gotten to the point now where it's I haven't had the time to take it down. And it's also, like, I still put on my the Christmas lights. I'm sure the people across from me in the building across from me think I'm insane for doing it. But, like, I still put on my Christmas tree lights. They're probably like, who's that fucking psychopath over there that thinks it's December still <laughs> when we are in March? It is a, this is the, the longest I've ever... Kept a Christmas I think this is up. the longest anyone has ever kept their Christmas tree up. Should I just go for the record? I mean, you've got nine, not even. You've got eight months left until you have to put it up again. So what's the point if of you're, taking can, it If down? you're doing it December 1st, you've got eight months to go. Oh, I do it November 1st. And you've got seven months to go. So, like, why don't I just keep it up? Can you imagine? <laughs> <laughs> I cannot imagine. Come... Like, july 1st <laughs> i have my christmas tree up still i mean i couldn't even imagine march 2nd it being up much less february 2nd you know i mean you've committed 
this far. <laughs> I mean, like, I can't. Like, it's so much work to take it down and put it back up yeah, it for is. seven months. I mean, seven months is not that long. I honestly like. I'm looking at it now. Like, I'm. I never actually look at it and think about how crazy it is that it's still up. I just look yeah. at it and be like, "Oh, that's my Christmas tree. It's my yeah. nice Christmas tree up there." But like, actually turning around looking at it right now is just like wow i still have my christmas tree up there yeah well glad i this, glad i could do that for you maybe this week is the week i take it down we'll see i make no promises and that's all we have for today's show and that's <laughs> well did you want to talk about uh you barely beating me and uh i wasn't gonna bring it up um but let's uh, briefly touch our on last that. our last show uh we promised a fantasy draft and a fantasy head-to-head in the super bowl um, and I snuck out with the victory there. Barely a victory. Uh, piggybacked off a huge performance by Jalen Hurts. He's literally the only reason I won. Yeah. You had MBS give you zero points. You had Miles Sanders give you 1.6 points. Um, I had a, a decent showing all around for all my players, but the fact that you have Jalen Hurts. Really gave you some Hurts. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. Uh, I also won the coin flip. Uh, I picked tails, and it was tails. Um, but then I also picked the over because I'm so smart. It was way over as it well. Was. I took the under. Um, it was yeah, way over. I came away the victor, and now I, I'm the sweet winner of a few dollars from you, yeah. which is nice. How much altogether? 90? Well, after you bet the Giants to win oh, yeah. way back when. Forgot about that. And then the plus 40 in this. I mean, it's. I, I'm not going to... I'm not going to brag, but... Yeah, okay. I'm the winner, winner, chicken dinner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways, that's going to do it for our episode (laughs) today. Thank you so much for listening. Have a good week, guys. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Shoot Your Thought Podcast. 